This is the Significant Man Recharge Show. I'm your host, Warren Peterson. We're Christian men who talk about the important topics that matter in life. We're men who live in this world, but are not of this world. You know your life can be busy, noisy, and chaotic. This is the show for you to get renewed, restored, and to recharge. So let's get started. I have a different show for you guys this week. Today will be a bit shorter, as it's just me going solo for this week of Thanksgiving here in the United States. I want to share some thoughts with you, some ideas for you to think about, and maybe even some points of view that you haven't considered before. When it comes to Thanksgiving, there are some pretty standard themes that get talked about, and they're all good themes like being thankful or how to practice gratitude or appreciate being blessed and so on. There's nothing wrong with those ideas, but I want to talk with you today about something different. I want to talk with you about your attitude. Now, there are very few things that have a bigger impact on the quality of your life and on your daily interaction with others than your own attitude. There's not much that will change the way you view yourself, others, and the world than your attitude. And this applies to both your positive attitude and your negative attitude. Now, with the news we get hit with every day, it's seeming easier and easier to end up critical of others and looking for the negative aspects of our daily encounters. So we need to be careful here. All right, so let's dig in. Now, guys, imagine that your wife trusts you enough and you have the eye for it to shop for clothes for her. And you bought her two new dresses. And when she gets home, she sees the dresses and she goes to put one of them on. Now, she comes out to show you. And when you see her wearing dress number one, you reply with, well, what's wrong? How come you didn't like the other dress? Or alternatively, she comes out to show you. And when you see her wearing dress number one, you reply with, wow, that looks incredible on you. You make everything amazing. Your response, your attitude, it's your choice here. How you speak is your choice. And you can either have a positive attitude when she shows you the dress or not. It's up to you. You get to see the good or bad in situations. You get to decide to be positive or negative. Now, I want to be clear here. I'm not suggesting some rose-colored glasses view of the world where you just say everything in the world is fine, everything is good, everything is positive. That's not the point. The reality is we live in a fallen world, and there are many things that are broken, wrong, and evil in our world. So rather, it's how your attitude changes you and your immediate surroundings. The truth is that in most of our daily lives, in most of our everyday situation, there really is something positive to be found. And it matters when we make the choice to live with a positive attitude even in a negative world. The world might be throwing negative stuff at you all day long. That might be true. The news might be throwing negative stories at you all day long. That's pretty likely these days. The world is not a perfect place. It's a fallen world. So we need to find the point of realistically looking at the world and the situations we find ourselves in every day. We need to recognize that even in the middle of all the negativity in the world, there's still so much good in this world. There's still so much good in our church, in our families, in our communities, in our lives. And we need to be focusing our energy and our attitude there on what's good. Paul gives us great advice about this in Philippians 4.8, where he writes, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. 
Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. That's what we're to think about, things that are excellent and worthy of praise. When we fix our thoughts on what's true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, it leads to a positive attitude. That's going to happen. Now, the stuff we choose to keep thinking about, that will come to dominate our default way of looking at the world and the situations we find ourselves in. When we fix our thoughts on the negative, it's no surprise when a negative attitude follows. And when we fix our thoughts on the positive, it's no surprise when a positive attitude follows. Again, this is your choice. Now, too often, I think we see and hear from Christians who have taken that negative path. These are the people who are really loud with their judgment. You get the negative looks. You get the condemnation. It happens way too much, even in church. Now, the flip side of that is as Christians, we should be the ones filled with joy, hope, and positive attitudes. The world should hear us shouting from the mountaintops because we know that no matter what happens here on this planet, no matter what negativity spews out of the news or social media, we know that we're moving towards something greater than words can even describe. We know we're on the path towards eternal reunion with our Lord. And we have the most powerful reasons to be positive and joyful of anyone on the planet. So if we, you and me, if we want to make this choice to develop a positive attitude, well, how do we do that? Thankfully, as with all of these big ideas and topics, we have a roadmap to follow in the Bible. Where we'll start here today is more from Paul, this time in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. This is where Paul's advising us that we can start to develop our positive attitude in how we interact with the spiritual leaders around us. We're to recognize and appreciate those who work hard, those who give their time and energy, and those who are openly serving the Lord. In verses 12 and 13, Paul writes this, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. So we're to honor, encourage, and respect the leaders who are working hard for you. When we work together in harmony, when we love and respect each other, when we peacefully live with each other, not only does that impact our own positive attitude, but it also shows a great example to the rest of the world through our actions of how Christians actually live. And this world really needs these examples. As the world seems to be getting more negative, we need to provide examples of the positive. As the world seems to be getting more divided among political and ideological lines, we need to provide more examples of loving, respecting, and living in peace with one another. We also have to be very careful that we protect our churches from the negativity that could find its way in. This can show up in a lot of ways, including that are supposed to be sort of quote-unquote helpful. We have to make sure that our suggestions and recommendations of help, they're not just veiled negative criticism of something that we might have personally not liked or we would have done differently. Having a positive attitude includes the way that you view things that are being done differently from the way that you would choose them. That's part of having a positive attitude. It includes the way you view your church services themselves. It includes all that happens in order for the church service itself to happen. Like most people won't ever see or know everything that's required, all the planning and all the work that's required for a Sunday service at so many churches. It's not just a pastor showing up to talk for a while. 
The list is long. So here are a few of the things and people that are working for your next Sunday service. Someone has to show up early to open up the building, turn on the heat or the air conditioning. Teachers have to prepare their lessons. Sunday school teachers are preparing their lessons. Musicians have practiced during the week and they're getting ready. Programs have been designed and printed. Graphics have been created. The pews have been cleaned. The bathrooms have been supplied. Ushers have been scheduled. Greeters have been assigned and and on and on and on. There's a constant prayer as well over all these people who are involved and all the facilities. So it's important to honor those who are leading in your community. And when you honor them, you're improving your positive attitude. And when you get to church, it's important to continue with that attitude because there might really be people visiting your church that have never been there before. And when they visit, like most people, they'll be making a first impression about what they see, what they hear, and what they experience. And will your attitude add to the positive or negative first impression? Visitors to church, they might be more observant to the overall attitude than longtime members. From the moment they're in the parking lot and enter the building, they're usually not immediately at ease. There's some understandable tension. I mean, it's a it's a new place. There are new faces, new people. It can be a lot. So when they enter, what attitude are they receiving? And the same thing is true, by the way, in your home. When somebody walks into your home, how are they welcomed? When somebody enters your house, do they receive a positive or a negative attitude? We've all been to homes where we can feel the tension and we feel that something just isn't right. And we're counting the minutes until we get to leave. And we've been into homes that are so welcoming, so loving that we don't want to leave. Your attitude is what makes the difference. Choose to have a positive attitude that projects joy, peace, harmony, and a love for Jesus that puts him first. So Paul talks about the importance of your attitude when it comes to the spiritual leaders of your world. But he doesn't stop there. He continues on with the next part of how you develop a positive attitude with the next two verses in 1 Thessalonians 5. So 14 and 15, they read like this. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak, be patient with everyone, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. The main point here is that you need to be positive, not just towards your leaders, but towards each other, towards everyone in your life. And this is where it can get more challenging. Sometimes it can be easier to be positive towards the people who run the church service than it can be towards the person in the parking lot who took your spot or didn't let you merge. Now you make mistakes. I make mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes. We all make mistakes. None of us are perfect. None of us has everything figured out. We're all going to make bad decisions. That's a given. So we need to make sure that we give each other room for their mistakes, that we cut them slack on their bad decisions, and that we're patient with each other. When someone does something wrong, don't repay that wrong with another wrong. Instead, try to do good to each other and to all people. It's that old golden rule of treating each other the way that you want to be treated. When you make a mistake, you want understanding and patience and forgiveness. So give that to other people just as you would like to receive it. And we're directly told to do this in Colossians 3, 13, 15, which says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love, 
which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you're called to live in peace and always be thankful. And there it is, always be thankful. That's the key to developing your positive attitude to your leaders, to others, and yes, to yourself as well. Forgive, be thankful. These are the secrets to this entire thing about developing a positive attitude. Forgiveness and gratitude. Those two things can change your life. So coming back to 1 Thessalonians 5, in verses 16 through 18, Paul wraps this up with his advice on how we can develop our positive attitudes by writing this. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Those are powerful verses for anyone who takes this idea seriously. When we take those verses as seriously as they're intended, they can be the catalyst for that shift from a negative attitude to a positive attitude. We're to be joyful, always. We're to be praying, always. We're to be thankful, always. For we belong to Jesus, and in that belonging, there's a hope and a knowing that's unlike any other. Now notice there's no asterisk there to only be joyful when things go your way. There's no exception to only pray when you need something. There's no option to only be thankful when circumstances are what you wanted. Nope, it's always to all of them. And that's tough. But that's where this transformation takes place. When we learn to be joyful all the time, to be praying all the time, to be thankful all the time, we have no choice other than to have a positive attitude, and it's going to be contagious to everyone all around us. And another part of this that's tough about having this positive attitude in a negative world is that you actually have to want to do this. For many people, being negative, it's actually part of their own story. It's part of their identity. People who fall into this group admittedly have even more work to do, and it's going to be harder because they not only have to want to change, they have to be willing to change in order to see the fruit of this choice. Now, if that happens to be you, you have to be willing to let go of that part of your story. You have to be willing to let go of that part of your identity. Now, make no mistake, if that's you, if you know you're negative, this is real work. You're going to have to commit to this and you're going to have to execute on this idea all the time. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's so worth it. So no matter where you find yourself today, I encourage you to pray about this. Jesus can change anyone. The Holy Spirit can give you the words to speak to others. The Holy Spirit can lead you on this journey. You're not going through this change alone. You're not trying to figure out how to develop your positive attitude all by yourself. So over the coming holidays, Know that through Jesus, you can be the person that's joyful, thankful in all circumstances, praying all the time, caring for people, being patient with others, forgiving people, and having the light of Jesus shine through your words and your actions to the rest of the world. You can become the person with the most contagious positive attitude of anyone. And I look forward to hearing from you when you do. Have a great Thanksgiving, guys. Hey, before you go, please make sure you subscribe to this show and leave a review. Five stars is, of course, the desired number of stars. So be like all the cool kids and do that. Enjoy the next show, guys. Do, do.